And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Your Toronto Raptors, friends, have won four games in a row. And that game might be a little closer than you would have liked it to be. Let's be serious, considering all the injuries the Raptors are dealing with, you take it. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in on this The Wrap It Up podcast. Of course, we are live, as always, on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, as we are for each and every Raptor game. Same thing goes for Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. Taking your comments and questions there on both streams. Taking your comments and questions because, you know what? We are live and interactive. That's the whole point of this. Having a full conversation with you, the people, on the team we all enjoy. Your defending NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. And of course, if you ever miss the podcast live, just know you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Just search On Blast Podcast. On Blast is a network. Wrap it up as a show. And it's a show about the Raptors game tonight. And again, Raptors win 122 to 118 over the Washington Wizards. And I mean, you look at it, Raptors are 20 and eight this season. That's pretty good. And when you look at it, if I were to tell you 28 games into the season, and I were to ask you to guess, who would be the only Raptor that would have been a player to have played in all 28 games? Who do you think that Raptor would be? If we started out the season, 28 games in, who's going to play all 28 games? I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you would not have selected Terrence Davis to be that person. But yet, here we are. And that's just the injury battles the Raptors have been dealing with to start this season as Terrence Davis is the only Raptor to play in all 28 games thus far this season. And of course, this is because of big news coming into this game was Marcus Gasol, Pascal Siakam, and Norman Powell are all out indefinitely. And that's a massive blow for any team to deal with. And I know coming in, we joke around about it a lot, about where I selected the Raptors to be in this season, where they would be in the standings and all that. But one of the things, the reason why, is because you know injuries are going to come. And you deal with injuries, you get by with injuries in the NBA, because as long as it's not to your superstar, you can survive a lot of those injuries that will just pop up to role players or to, you know, your bench guys or whatever. But when you don't have that superstar, and I'm talking superstar, like the Kawhi Leonard superstar, right? And now you're trickling down to a team like the Raptors, which is a team that is good, but is definitely based on the sum of the parts, right? That's the success of the team. When you start losing guys consistently, I mean, credit to Nick Nurse and credit to what they've done so far to be 20-8 and eight this season. And reminder, they went, what, 9-2 and two without Kyle and Serge? So they've done this before. But this is a whole other animal. Pascal, Marc Gasol, and Norman Powell. 
that's basically 46 points per game that you're missing in 41% of your offense. That's a lot to overcome for any team. And I'm kind of happy that they had this game against the Wizards to start out because you could work out some kinks. You could play a lot of different rotations and see how different matchups worked. And this was an ugly game, right? The Raptors, as Kyle mentioned, as in only Kyle Lowry fashion, right? The Raptors only won one quarter in this whole game. One quarter, the Raptors won. And when you look at it and you think that it was the first quarter of the game where they scored 40 points, which was the most the most points scored in the first quarter this season by the Toronto Raptors. It's just funny how that plays out. And you can tell, hey, these guys are athletes, but there's there's a little extra juice. You know, everyone's expecting them to fail or collapse or struggle. And then they come out with the highest scoring first quarter of the season. So that's a surprise. But now it comes down to, is it sustainable? That's going to be the whole question going forward. So let's start here. Raptors starting lineup. You had Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Patrick McCaw, OG at the four, and then Serge at the five. A lot of talk about what people thought the starting lineup would be, and this lineup is interesting. It's very interesting, right? It's small, especially on the perimeter. OG playing the four. Serge is a small five, but Serge can play the five, obviously. And you look at that lineup and you think that's going to be tough against certain teams. But in this modern NBA now, you might be able to get away with it. You really might be able to get away with it. And I don't know how much choice you actually have in the matter. Because what are some of the other options? Maybe you're going to start Terrence Davis? Nah, I don't know. You still want the Rook kind of simplify things for him, come off the bench, give you energy. Putting him in the starting lineup, that's kind of tough. So, and I like McCaw. I've been a McCaw defender I think, you know, he brings value to the team, value in the offense. I think you need those kind of role players who are like glue guys who you know they're going to run around the court, play defense, but also move the ball on offense and not do too much on offense. They're not going to be a ball stopper. We all know in this Raptors offense, you can't have a ball stopper, right? They're most successful when the ball is moving. So that's key. And obviously, the other key is Fred Van Fleet being in the lineup. That's a huge boost if you're the Toronto Raptors because, I mean, to have those three guys out of your lineup and then also, I mean, no one was really sure if Fred was going to play. And in fact, Josh Lewenberg, before or during the game, tweeted out, and I always mention this, shouts to Josh Lewenberg, you should follow him, you probably do if you're a Raptors fan, Uh, But he said he spoke to Van Fleet briefly before the game, and he didn't sound super confident in his knee. Said he'd give it a go and see how he feels tomorrow will be telling. But so far, I'd say things look encouraging. He was moving well, looking to attack, and didn't seem limited by it. So that tells me that Freddie is really gutting it out and really trying to help out the team because he knows that they're dealing with so many injuries. And so at this point, you just need bodies. So to get Fred Van Fleet back is massive because I'm going to liken this to what happened with Golden State last year. At a certain point, is there enough baskets in your team, right? Can they score enough points to win a game? Can they score enough points to get to 100? And so you need Fred Van Fleet to get there, right? Like you know that Freddie 
once he's in the lineup, he's good for 15 to 20 a night. And if Freddie's not there, where's that 15 to 20 coming from? Because Kyle Lowry had a great game. Your man's Kyle Lowry. He led the way. This is the kind of game that you need from Kyle Lowry with all these injuries. I mean, someone's got to get in the, the 20s and Kyle Lowry with 26 points. But the key here to me is 7 of 14 from the floor. Is he going to shoot 50% every night? No, but that's massive. Great shooting numbers from Kyle, but he was also super aggressive. And this is a part where all those little uh, bumps and bruises start to add up because Kyle Lowry, 9 for 11 from the free throw line. But is he going to be able to repeat that over and over and over again with no Pascal in the lineup, with no Norman Powell, who is obviously playing really well as of late, probably the best ball of his career? So now you need that from Kyle every night. It's going to be tough. It's a lot to ask for, but at least in night one against the Wizards, good Kyle Lowry showed up, and that's the Kyle Lowry that the Raptors need. But in terms of the actual game, I mean, it was cool to see how the Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, and McCaw like, offense was working. I thought it was pretty cool, and it was a sign that, or a reminder, that the Raptors had to play fast. The way that this team is constituted right now, you don't want to sit in a half-court game. You don't want to fall into a trap of having to run ISO or you know just the same pick and roll the whole time. So how do you how do you bypass that? Well, you get out and run. You play defense, and we know that's what the Raptors do. We know that's why they have McCaw in that starting lineup. You got these three guards that are going to just be running around the perimeter, being pesky, trying to get in passing lanes, and it worked well early. Again, McCaw too as well. The worry was. Can he knock down shots? People are worried about his offense when, again, it comes down to, can you hit wide open shots? And he had six points early, bangs in wide open three early. And I thought for confidence, it was just good to see. And McCaw finishes with 11 points, four of eight from the floor. If you're getting McCaw into double digit scoring, you take that if you're the Raps because you know what he brings on the defensive end. So the three of those guys working well and, he works well in this offense because he can also just get buckets off back cutting. And I think that's really interesting as well because we've seen even OG who's been scoring well this season. And a lot of that is coming from his realization that he can get easy buckets by just cutting to the basket and getting dunks. And so if you put McCaw into like that kind of mindset where you're either shooting wide open threes because of the Raptors great ball movement or you're, cutting to the basket and getting wide open dunks or layups that's good offense and you saw that early everyone was cooking early offense clicking of course as mentioned 40 points Raptors were leading after one 40 to 23 most points the Raps scored in the first quarter of this season and everyone was getting some OG was doing a lot early you had Terrence Davis cooking early it was just good to see second quarter this game got kind of ugly and, I mean, credit to Ish Smith, who was the only one keeping the Wizards in this game and saving it from being a blowout. And I think it got up to 18 points. And this game got really ugly. And Rondé gave them some good minutes off the bench. I thought that was interesting. But it was an ugly quarter for the Raps, who only had, like, midway through that second quarter, the Raps only had eight points in the quarter. It just wasn't a good look. And mind you, 
OG in the first half, forget the first half, the whole game, but OG was on the floor so many times. Like, uh, shouts to Tommy Heinsohn, the Tommy points. OG would have had so many Tommy points in this game because my guy was just all over the place. He got banged up, nosebleed, hit in the face. He taken tumbles. Like, it was a crazy game for OG and Anobi. And a scary one, if probably if you're Nick Nurse or someone in the Raptors front office, because you can't have another injury like that, right? Like, you're already dealing with so many injuries. Freddie's just out here gutting it out. But you can't have OG go down as well, because then, like, I, I don't know. Malcolm Miller, you're up. <laughs> but either way, good minutes from Rondé off the bench. Raps looked good in the second quarter, and I thought the real key was Serge Ibaka as well. Baca has played well since he's come back. He's starting to get back into a groove, finished with 23-10 and 10 in this game. But the three blocks, and the block he had at the end of the first half, which was like a mean block that led into Raptors in a transition. OG dunks it to right before the buzzer at halftime. And that had the Raps rolling. Really thought the Raps were looking good in this game. And they led 68 to 52 at the half. Lowry had 15, Serge had 14. And those two guys, the two vets, the two leaders of the team, really took it upon themselves to show, hey, with guys down, Follow us. Lead. We will lead you. And it was key. And you're going to get a chance to see. Lowry talked about it post-game about how, you know, going forward now, they're going to have to focus on their rest and, you know, really take care of their bodies because they're going to be putting up a lot of miles, Serge and Kyle, this next little run here. Because who knows? Out indefinitely is weird, right? You don't know how long it's going to be. And especially with the injuries you're talking about, like Norm, it's a partially separated shoulder. Uh, Pascal's the groin injury and Marcus Gasol's a hamstring. But the groin and hamstring injuries, you don't really know like when they'll be okay. Like you can't, it's so tough to put a timeline on it. And that's why the out indefinitely is so scary because you could be trying to come back too quickly. And especially with the groin injury, you don't you don't want to rush that. That's something that could, you know, feel good for a couple days and then you try to take it up a notch and then you have a setback. So it's a tough one. But in the meantime, you're looking at Kyle, you're looking at Freddie, Serge and OG to really carry the load for you. And they they did that in tonight's game. And credit to Serge Ibaka for really dominating the paint in this game. And he did a good job. And the Raptors were able to survive. I mean, maybe they got tired down the stretch. But they were able to survive the late push by Bradley Beal and Ish Smith, who were just hitting everything moving. Those two guys, especially Bradley Beal, who finished this game with 37 points. I mean, Ish Smith had 26 points off the bench. And Ish Smith went 9 for 9 from the floor. 4 for 4 from 3. And 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He didn't miss a shot in the entire game. That's insane. <laughs> but the thing too, and I know Q somewhere will be listening to this and he'll be like, see, it's always those guys that kill Kyle Lowry. And I'll actually defend Lowry in the situation because here's the thing. The Raptors need Kyle Lowry to score somewhere around 20 points a night now. And so... For him to also chase around, you know, small, speedy point guards, 
it's a lot to ask for Kyle at this stage of his career. So you might have more nights like this where opposing guards will go off against the Raptors because so much is being asked from Freddie and Kyle. And also that's probably why they're starting McCaw. So that hopefully he can take a lot of those matchups, those tough matchups. But Kyle Lowry played 41 minutes in this game. And if he's going to play 41 minutes in a game, hey, Ish Smith might get some buckets because you need Kyle Lowry to score. And especially down the stretch when what we call winning time, you need Kyle Lowry to be making plays. And he did in this game. I mean, the big threes at the end of the game, because uh, after the run that was made by the Wizards where it was kind of like, uh-oh, like it got cut to, to six and then you're kind of worried, you're a little bit worried. But at the end of the day, big threes made by Patrick McCaw, ice three by Kyle Lowry to really ice it, and it's a W for the Raps. And again, the fact that it's the Wizards, wow. I don't know. It's, it's a scary scene going forward, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. Any win that the Raptors get with, without Pascal, Norm, and Gasol, got to take it you got you, you got to take it because I don't know how many wins are gonna be because the Wizards aren't a good team like let's let's keep it a buck the Wizards aren't a good team and the fact that this game was so close especially at the end was just a testament to how good Bradley Beal is and sometimes you know how simple basketball can be in the sense where just keep it close keep it close keep it close and hope that your best player can win it at the end and Bradley Beal almost did that. So, again, credit to the Raptors for holding on, but these wins are going to be tough to come by for the next little run, and it's a tough run the Raptors have coming up. So Sunday, they play the Mavs. Monday, they play the Pacers. And then you got a back-to-back, or sorry, a home-and-home home with the Celtics. Again, any of those games, if you could get one win out of those, I am ecstatic because I don't know what to make of this of this team going forward and I'm sure there'll be some questions about this as we go along but one of the things you know you got to be open to now is if things do go south I mean I've been saying this from the start I'm about asset management so do I care about coming in seventh place and keeping this whole team together to come in seventh I'm not about that life I think you could come in seventh and trade a lot of these assets that you have so maybe we'll save that conversation going forward, see how this run goes. But I am, if, if you're a Raptor fan and you're still talking about the Raps being a top two seed with these three guys out indefinitely, oof, wow. But hey, I'll ask a question to you guys. I'm just here to try to give my opinion, but I'm also here to take your opinion. So let's get to some comments here. And we'll start on Twitter, where Playhawk, uh, sorry, hope I pronounced that right, uh, says McCaw held it down defensively. Uh, totally agree, and that's what he brings. Nick Nurse has been, he's an open book about it. And people probably are always wondering, what's the love affair with Patrick McCaw? And it's like, he plays defense. <laughs> and I forget who said this, but there, there's, you know, it's one of those like wise tales said by an old coach, but it's something to the effect of, I want to know what I'm getting from you when I put you in the game. 
That's all a coach wants. The trust factor that when I put this person in the game, I know what they're going to give me. And you know that Patrick McCaw is going to give you defense. So you start from there. And the trust in what the Raptors do offensively is that you'll be able to get open threes or dunks in transition. And McCaw did that tonight. More minutes for him come going up. And I like the starting lineup. And you might have to adjust it based on matchups. You know, against like, this lineup obviously would probably be too small if you're playing the Pistons. But you take that. You take the wins when you can. Uh, more comments here. Raptor Homer says, uh, sorry, no, JC says, OG is badass, so good, and so tough. That's the thing. You're going to see, I guarantee you that you saw Kyle take a huge tumble in this game. OG was obviously banged up. We already talked about Freddie and what he's dealing with. When you look at the raps, you got to think there's some guys now that might be banged up, but they know they got to tough it out. Or they feel that added pressure, like, I got to tough it out for the team because you know what the team is dealing with in terms of the injuries to their big players. So, OG, man, credit to him for toughing that one out because my guy, I don't know, man, nosebleeds and getting popped in the face. And who was it? Was it Mahimi that fell on him? It's a big body. <laughs> so, credit to, to OG for gutting it out. And also just having a solid game. OG Ananobi with 18 points, 7 rebounds, getting on the glass, and rebounding is going to be so key. And it's going to be a team effort. And speaking of that team effort, Fred Van Fleet also had 9 rebounds in this game. Freddie flirted with the triple-double. I mean, that's a great game. 18 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds for Freddie. It's going to have to be a team effort on the glass because Serge out there as your only true center, I'm, Boucher didn't really play that much. 13 minutes for Boucher. And if you notice, I felt like a lot of Boucher's minutes also came with Rondé. Just to add a little extra muscle underneath. But overall team effort is going to be needed for the Raps going forward. And shouts to OG. For sure. Uh, Dara checks in and says, Nurse is the MVP. If he sees something in Macaw, we trust him. It's true. Uh... Someone on Instagram says McCaw and RHJ doesn't work well together. I think it's about spacing. I think, too, one other thing is the reality. How much time have those guys played together? Right? McCaw has been hurt for most of the season. And you look at it and you think, how many minutes have they been playing together? It's going to take some time to fill in the gaps and see, you know, what what things work, what things don't, what rotations work, which matchups work. I'm not really mad at it. And, and it'll take some time. But again, in Nick Nurse, we trust, right? In Nick Nurse, we trust. Ragul says Nick Nurse should be should game plan to get OG more touches, more touches for OG on the offensive end. I don't know if, and I could be wrong, but I just feel like the Raptors' offense, it's all about, I don't know if it's like, focusing in on one guy or the next. I think the Raptors' offense and the beauty of it is the fact that it's about ball movement. It's about passing up good shots for better shots. And so just within the flow of the offense, OG's going to get good looks. And just because Pascal's not taking, you know, 
however many shots a game what's pascal take probably like 18 shots per game like that's just more shot attempts available for og so i think just naturally og is going to be in a position where he's going to get more shots you don't even have to game plan for it or or draw things up for him because the raptors offense by nature is a thing that you know just rewards people for moving the ball it's my opinion i don't know uh len says ish smith certified raptor killer <laughs> i mean ish smith had it going and but to not miss a shot for the whole game is incredible great game for ish smith uh alex checks in to talk about og as well he says good time to put og in a position where he can really step up um yeah we're gonna see it and and that's what we're talking about right like we forget how much all the talk about you know what the raptors record was last year without Kawhi leonard and you know the part that people forget now is part of that success or part of the load management success is that you had nights where it's okay pascal we need you to do this so 17 and 5 was the raptors record i'm pretty sure last year without Kawhi, right so you have 22 games where Pascal knows, okay, it's on me. I got to cook. I got to get 20 at least. And now coming into this year, it's another opportunity again where we're talking about can OG make the leap? We're going to find out because here's going to be at least, I'd say, five games minimum. Well, we're going to get the next four for sure, but a good run of OG, we need you to get buckets. And he's got to come out aggressive from the start of the game. And he did it tonight. He looked like a dude that wants to smoke. So hopefully that continues. Uh, Len checks in. Someone else. Uh, yeah. We are seeing how much they are missing Gasol's defense. And the thing with Gasol is it's not flashy. Right? And a lot of it is, you know, stuff coaches love. Like boxing out and positioning and you know, he might, his remounting numbers might not be a lot. I know that's something we talked about when Foots was on the pod, but I think one thing that Gasol does is he's taking out the other big. So he might not be getting the rebound, but neither is their offensive, or their offensive glass, you know. He's holding that down too because he's taking out the opposing team center. So we'll see that, but I think on offense is also where they miss Gasol. For sure, defense is huge. Defense is massive. We all know it starts with defense for the Raps. But on offense, I also think just they did a good job tonight. But I'd like to see how it goes long-term without Gasol just moving the ball. And, hey, some of that help is still based on Freddie being back tonight. Uh, K2's Garnett says, you're still on the seventh place BS, LOL, uh, immeasurable... Uh, someone else says lol seventh place is some bs though listen i never why do you guys always go to seventh when i said fifth in the bottom half that could be fifth <laughs> anyways it's all right it's all right fly miss checks in and says almost almost everyone was in double digits and that's kind of the effort the raps are going to need going forward so the all starters all five starters were in double digits and then ronde off the bench had 14 so having six guys in double digits that's basically what the raps are going to need going forward because i don't know if kyle lowry is going to be able to score 26 a night 
when for this run that Pascal's out. So one night it's going to have to be Freddie. Another night it might have to be Serge. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out though. And that's the beauty of it. And a guy that I'm really interested to see because I feel like they're bringing him along really slowly and just not like, you know, they're taking him out for a test drive. They're not opening it up fully and, and letting him just fully cook. But I'm waiting for the Terrence Davis moment. The Terrence Davis, you're going to play 30 minutes and you're just going to dominate a game. It's coming. You see flashes of it. And I love his game that's just so under control. And, you know, whether he's dropping dimes or whether he's getting his own shot, he is in control. And there's just a pace that he plays with that's like a confident pace that he knows what he's doing. It's coming. But right now, my guy, 18 minutes tonight, had uh, eight points in this game, three of four shooting, two of three from three, and the threes he hit, like, my guy's just shooting it in rhythm with confidence. So Terrence Davis' game is coming, and I look forward to it. I'm here for it. Uh, more comments. Uh, Bradley looked at Malcolm Miller like BBQ chicken. <laughs> it's true. Malcolm Miller, doesn't. he doesn't look ready yet. He needs more simmering. They tried to give him some minutes. He played 14 minutes in this game, 0 of 1, and he just doesn't look like he's he's ready yet. And that's okay. These things take time. We we're spoiled by the the fast forward of the glow up from Pascal. We're spoiled by that. But it doesn't normally happen that quickly. So the fact that Malcolm Miller might take some time, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, let's see. Alex says, in order for Miller to develop some sort of consistency, he needs to play. This is his time. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's interesting to see how, the, how that will play along. But I just think Malcolm Miller, it's going to be tough for him because he's going to get an opportunity and he should get an opportunity. But at the end of the day, he's got to simplify his game and it's got to be, I'm going to play lockdown defense, which he struggled with today. But, I mean, it's Bradley Beal who cooks most people in the NBA. But, again, he's got to focus in on playing lockdown defense and then saying, I'm going to be able to know, I know that I can knock down open threes. So if he just gets his defense on point, everything else should fall in line for him. That's what I think, anyways. Uh, Jay says, if Lowry can get 20 points from now, he'll get a statue outside Scotiabank. Um, <laughs> I mean, sure. And I'll be happy with any win the Raptors get with these three guys out. And hey, that's the same thing I said when Kyle and Serge went out. And I was pleasantly surprised the first time. So I'm hoping to be surprised again going forward. Because this is a lot. This is tough for the Raps in this situation that they're in, missing these three guys. And if Kyle Lowry can do that, hey, man. As JC says, all the Kyle Lowry haters can eat it. <laughs> I, You know what my thing is with Kyle Lowry? And I've said this before on the pod, but for the newcomers, I am not in the business of trying to predict what Kyle Lowry is going to do from night, night in and night out. I'm out of that business. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, and I'm going to accept the fact that sometimes you're going to get this Kyle Lowry, and then the next night, you might get the Kyle Lowry that goes two for 18. That's just the nature of what Kyle Lowry is. It's always been like that. And hey, you got to take the good with the bad and just be happy you got the good Kyle Lowry 
in tonight's game. Uh, let's see here. There's so many comments. Thanks to you guys for tuning in. There's so many comments. Uh, let's see here. Someone says, why did you say last show that the Raps won't win the championship? Have some faith in our team. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just don't think they'll win the NBA championship. I don't know. Like that doesn't mean that I don't want it to happen. It's just my opinion on what I think will happen is that they will not repeat as NBA champions. It's not a bad thing, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And Hey, I'm so excited to see the rebuild of what Masai is going to do. The retool, let's say, because people are scared of the word rebuild. They think that means you bottom out and have to be in the lottery again. I'm excited about this season because I want to see the next chapter. I, I, I'm interested to see how good Fred Van Fleet can be. How good is OG? How good is Pascal? Like, There's so many great storylines. What is Masai going to do come trade deadline? There's so many things. But if you want me to come out here and just be like, yes, the Raptors are going to win the NBA championship just to say that, uh, probably listen to the wrong, the wrong podcast, my dude, because that's not really what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my opinion. And again, I'm allowed to be wrong. That's OK. It's totally OK. I hope the Raptors prove me wrong. And I hope that, you know, they get through this tough stretch but we're going to learn a lot about this team because to me this season I'm going to reiterate this I've said this a couple times said it from the start of the year to me this season is all about asset management and as you're retooling the team and rebuilding this whole season is about you're going to find out who are the guys that you want to build around going forward who are the guys that you're going to say okay well Pascal we locked up long term Okay, well, OG, a decision's got to be made on you coming up soon. How much money are we going to invest into you? Fred Van Fleet, same thing. You know, Kyle Lowry. What is a better way to utilize the asset that is Kyle Lowry's contract? The asset that is Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol. Like, there's so many interesting storylines. Who is Terrence Davis? How good is Terrence Davis? Matt Thomas, can he be an NBA player? How many more, you know, diamonds in the rough can... Masai and, and Bobby Webster come up with that's what I'm interested in and so we're gonna see this now it's interesting and close games I'm here for close games I'm close I'm here for interesting games and they got a stretch coming up where things are going to get very interesting so <laughs> my guy AB checks it and says Malcolm Miller on that Bruno tip <laughs> I don't want to hit him with that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hit him with that, man. That that's kind of that's kind of tough. I don't want to put the Bruno the Bruno um, shade on anybody, but that made me laugh. Shouts to my guy AB. Um, but thank you to you guys for tuning into this the podcast that is wrap it up. Huge shouts, you guys. Thank you for tuning into this to wrap it up podcast. Really appreciate it as we are live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptor game. Always taking your comments and questions because, as, as always, this is a conversation, right? I give my opinion, but I also want to hear from you guys. And it's okay if you guys tell me that I'm wrong. Totally okay with that. My thing is, because people are now arguing because we're talking about, do you want me to just sit here and be that Raptors apologist and, and be like, yes, they're going to win the championship. They can be there. And it's like, that's not what I try to do. I'm trying to come here and have a conversation and try to, you know, 
deep dive into what do I think is going on, share some of my observations. I mean, I come from a background where I've worked in the sports media business for, wow, I don't even want to say out loud because it makes me feel old, but somewhere around 15 years. And, you know, a lot of that time has been spent covering the NBA, covering the Toronto Raptors, and I still currently do that right now. I work on a show called Tim and Sid as a producer on the show, and so I try to bring some of that knowledge. I mean, let's let's be honest. Working in sports television means part of my job is consuming a lot of sports. <laughs> so I watch a lot of basketball. I watch a lot of stuff that's not just the Raptors, and so I try to bring that level of knowledge or what I see or even things that I read and bring those things to the podcast and try to share that with you guys and have a conversation. Because again, I'm not coming at you to be like, I'm right, I know everything that I'm talking about. As all I'm saying is, it's my opinion. What you do with that information is on you. But I just want to invite you into the conversation because I want to hear what you guys think. I really do. So that's why we do this podcast and that's my goal at the end of the day to get the opinions of Raptors fans and that we all have that shared experience of watching this team. So again, thanks you guys for tuning in as you do live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And again, like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, just search On Blast Podcast. Again, On Blast is a network. Wrap it up is the show. Really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. And you know what? Enjoy the holiday season. Hopefully, you guys are, you know, what time is it now? 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. We're heading out. Stay safe. Have fun. Happy holidays. I'll see you guys on Sunday for another edition of Wrap It Up because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. On Blast.